This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Trip Tracy, my man, Hurricanes analyst. I, we got to start with Martin Natchez here. Because I don't know if I have ever seen any time a player do what he has done in clutch situations. Four goals that tied games late. Uh, one at 2.05 with 2.05 left against Philly back in October. Then with 39 seconds left in Winnipeg in November. Then we had the two overtime winners against Dallas. Then he did the double. 12 seconds left against San Jose and the overtime winner. And then point nothing on the clock in Philadelphia. I'm, he's worth nine points just on his own to the Hurricanes. How, how do you how do you put that into words? Well, first of all, A.G., you're, you got me racking my medulla uh, in Hurricanes <laughs> history. You know, and I'm thinking, I, I just quickly thought about UC Jokinen. Uh, the 2009 run, you know, scoring a goal with just seconds left against New Jersey in the playoffs. And, you know, the tying goal before Eric Stahl scored it. And then I believe he had an overtime winner in the Boston series. But you just had me going through my head in Hurricanes history. Um, Natchez has been, he's been Captain Clutch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just that simple. You know, you think about it, gosh, it, and it seems like eons ago because, the bookends uh, on all of these clutch goals, laden regulation, and then in overtimes, the the two books on both ends for me was the goal when Carolina wasn't generating much of anything, laden the game, I believe, on October 29th in Philadelphia, and he goes high heat to get him to overtime, and then he sets up Brent Burns to win that game, and Eventually, uh, a couple of nights later, beat Washington, go 7-2, and two, I believe, in October. Mm-hmm. And he has all these other moments, time goals, overtime goals, and then the other end of, the, the, of, of that stack of books is the buzzer-beating goal on Saturday. And, you know, you can quantify. I, I, I know that you did on, on Twitter the number of points that because of his <laughs> clutch ability that the Hurricanes have accumulated. And I just specifically beyond the points of whatever you would say, what they've gained and what they would have lost. I I think specifically about what the bus and plane ride home would have been like coming home from Philadelphia, uh, losing both ends of the back to back true adversity. And it, it changed the entire complexion. Aside from the points, two important points in the win column as you're trying to chase down a division. I, I don't think you can put a price tag on right. that. If if this was a three-way call, you, me, and Natchez, he would speak about the trust yeah. that uh, Rod has shown in him this year to put him out in situations where the game is on the line. Um, you know, that's so important to any player I've talked to. I think I've shared it with you. I've talked to Scotty Bowman about it in his history. Yeah. Russians and, and Czechs are now Czechia. Uh, those Scotty's words, he thinks the players from those countries, especially so need to feel that trust from the coaches and boy has, uh, with Rod giving him that trust as he ever delivered and, uh, scored, just a, an abundance of huge calls. 
Last year was such an, it really was the outlier for Natchez, who struggled mightily. The year before, he scored a bunch of big goals. And we remember in the playoffs, the, the wraparound goal against Nashville that may have saved that series for Carolina. Trailing in a 2-2 series at home in Game 5, it gets them the overtime where Carolina wins it. But he has a knack, because I may be crazy here, but I don't think the last, not necessarily the entire month, but I don't think the last few weeks have been the best of Natchez's game in other areas. He's playing less on the penalty kill. His puck management hasn't been outstanding. But the one thing that hasn't gone away, he's been able to score big goals for them, which sort of masks some of the other issues that maybe has crept into his game a little bit. But I do think that Natchez has worn everything and I think he's carrying himself. I think he's just a much more confident player. It's, you bring up a lot of uh, really good and important points. Uh, number one, I agree with you. If if he doesn't score that wraparound because the Hurricanes weren't generating much of anything against yeah. Nashville. I think they very good chance with the way the Preds have been at home and and how little Carolina was generating that third period. I think it's a very good chance Nashville wins that series in six. Um, so that's my first you know, takeaway again, going back into hurricanes history. Um, what I like most about, uh, Marty Natchez here recently is how candid he's been. He did an interview on the television side with Hannah Yates after the second period in Toronto on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And he immediately, you know, pointed to not managing a puck in the neutral zone that led to Aston Reese from Lafferty scoring yep. that two-on-one goal that you just you just can't have that. Mm-hmm. You can't have that, period, but you can't have it against elite teams like Toronto or certainly all the weapons that the New York Rangers present tonight. Um, but I, I was, I really, I, I didn't like the turnover. I didn't like the long shift that, that led right. to Marner scoring in the first period. But what I love, is his immediate accountability, mm-hmm. recognition, and desire that he's had all year to be relied upon as a 200-foot forward for the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, so that just gives me a ton of hope that he's going to find a level of consistency from both ends of the rink and with regards to the details necessary in his game. I just see mature professionalism. Uh, through and through, and when I watch him on a daily basis, there will be some hiccups, mm-hmm. but I believe he will get there. Um, and and you know whether he stays at wing, whether he ends up being a center, whatever it is, a guy that uh, will be a 200-foot player in this league because I just see that desire and that pride that he strives to be and doesn't shy away from uh, those hiccups if they occur along the way. Well, let's move on to the, uh, the other... The, I guess the the footnote from the game, the guy with the hat trick, <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, of course, I did have a debate whether or not that move around Tony D'Angelo or through Tony D'Angelo was better than the one when Tony was with the Rangers in the bubble. Uh, both remarkable moves. Um, but I actually didn't. I have not disliked Ajo's game even during that seven-game stretch where he didn't score. Uh, but he did take it up to a level 
against Philadelphia because they needed goals, and you could tell the relief when he scored the first one. Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Yeah, I, um, you know, I, as I was having my coffee, you know, Sunday off day, you know, I, I, I tweeted a little bit about it in, in, in speaking about Sebastian and during this, this stretch. And, you know, I, I do think that there is a G a distinguishable, uh, difference between compete and frustration. You know, Sebastian well. Yeah. You know that he has full recognition, uh, the team first guy that he is, that he knows he needs to produce for this team to win mm-hmm. hockey games. And it was just churning him up inside the fact that, you know, it, that whole process of seven games without a point. But when I speak about, and I feel with strong conviction that frustration never ruled the day, his on ice play. He continued to stick with it. He did get, for the most part, an abundance of chances. His overall game did not fall off drastically. He didn't stop moving his legs, which oftentimes you do, and you lose your work ethic when you lose your offensive confidence, and then your game really falls down the slope. Uh, And then watching him in the locker room, on the plane, the, the private conversations, even as I know him, he was churning inside. He he never lost his marbles, and it got to the point where you know the flight from Toronto after the game on Friday. He was walking down the aisle, let the players get off first. He looked at me, goes, "Tripper, hit me." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> he said, "Just hit me," and uh, you know, and I hit him in the face. And uh, you know, then he said after the game in Philadelphia, "You're going to have to hit me again." I said, "Sebastian, a guy like you doesn't need superstition." <laughs> and and my hope is is that first of all, that's a leader. Yeah, that's a leader that sticks with it. I can think of stretches in Rod Brindamore's career that it comes to mind. But the Hurricanes aren't going to have success with or without Andre Svechnikov, Max Pacioretty, without Sebastian Ajo going next level in the playoffs. And my true hope is, and I'm cautiously optimistic about this, is this seven-game pointless stretch is going to serve him well, um, and it won't go dry uh, in April and hopefully uh, beyond. But the reason he wears a letter on his jersey, uh, watching how he conducted himself during those seven games on the ice and in the locker room away from the rink uh, is why he is a leader on this team. All right, final thing, and I think we agree that whenever the captain is done, whenever eleven is done, twenty will will wear the C. I've I've I've, I've thought about that for years. Whenever Jordan Stahl is done, I think Sebastian Ajo will be the captain. I know there are other candidates, but he's got a fire about him that I think means he should be the captain. Let me let me just ask you about uh, tonight. 
because it's the start of a five-game stretch. Rangers, Rangers, Leafs, Bruins, <laughs> Tampa in eight days. These five games in eight days. I don't know what it's going to determine, but we know that these are hard games. But these two specifically against the team that you feel like you should have beaten a year ago and that you haven't beaten yet this year. Your thoughts? Well, what I think about um, is, and you and I spoke about it, um, that not even close. The best all-around game Carolina has played recently. Tough schedule coming from the West and a a grizzled opponent uh, in Tampa. I, I think that respect factor got that complete buy-in that is required um, to be successful. Um, and, and that's why that game looked the way that it did. So my hope and cautious optimism is that the Hurricanes are going to have, you were talking about Natchez's deta- details, that that, that buy-in is going to be there because otherwise it can get ugly quickly. Mm-hmm. So as long as that's there, I, I think with the straw that needs to stir the drink and, and, and what needs to be the, the best, group of defensemen in the Eastern Conference, I think that five-on-five will be there and can match up against any of these teams, New York, Boston, uh, sorry, Toronto chronologically, Toronto, Boston, then Tampa. Um, What needs to be a steady common denominator in this stretch, uh, AG, is that it's simple, but it's magnified now. Hurricanes are going to need to have the better goaltender. I think they got to go with. I got to. They want to make sure that they preserve him for the playoffs, health wise. I personally think they got to run Freddie as much as you can w- while preserving him from the playoffs. He's got to be the better guy. If he goes tonight, he's got to be better than yours, Shesterkin. And then your special teams, you got to find a way to win them. The penalty kill has fallen off these last couple of games. It had been Sterling before. Relocate that. And what an opportunity! What a litmus test here to look and see. You know, with what has cost you in the last couple of playoffs of matching and exceeding the top power plays in mm-hmm. the Eastern Conference, we're going to get a real good barometer of where that stands. No question. The Rangers' power play is what did Carolina in a year ago. We could say that about every playoff exit in the uh, in the last four years. Hopefully that will not be the problem tonight. Trip Tracy, I will see you very soon. Thank you. You got it, AJ career-driven individuals. Ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info sps. Your journey begins here.